Hello and welcome to FTD Talk. My name is John James and I am writer and campaigner for male victims of female perpetrated domestic violence. Although my campaigning has been male victim v female perpetrator, when I created FTD Talk, I wanted to support all male victims, no matter what their sexual orientation. Today we talk to Jeffrey, a male victim of a male perpetrator. Jeffrey's story is harrowing, to say the least. I find him very, very brave to say what he has said during this interview. I find all male victims who come out and speak about what has happened to them brave. But this is something else. See what I mean? This is Jeffrey. This is his story. Well, hello, Jeffrey, and welcome to FTD Talk. And I think the best way to start this is right at the beginning. So in your own words, if you could, could you describe what happened? Um, yes. Um, I was out at a bar um, drinking one night and with some friends and um, a guy bought me a drink and um, you know this was years ago and I didn't really think at the time about not taking drinks from people I didn't know and um, I he must have put something in the drink because after I drank part of it um, I literally blacked out for the re like I don't remember the rest of the night until the morning um, and I woke up at this guy's apartment and um, he was starting to have sex with me without a condom and I told him you know that he needed to put a condom on and he said well you know I effed you last night all night and you know you didn't tell me to put one on and I'm like well I don't even remember having sex with you last night and he was like, well, you were pretty out of it. Um, and, you know, I got really upset and left. And, um, you know, it was a situation where for a long time, because I, back in the day, you know, I, I quit drinking 13 years ago, but, you know, mm -hmm. I didn't, you know, when you, when you drink, when you go out and drink with friends, you obviously feel you know, you do things you the next morning, you're like, oh, I wish I had done that. But you actually were yeah. doing it. Um, and in this situation, you know, at first I just kind of wrote it off and blamed myself because I shouldn't have been out drinking. You know, you know, it was my fault. And I actually didn't even process it as an assault at the time, to be honest. Um, you know, I was just kind of embarrassed and. Yeah. And, um, you know, but what was kind of scary about the situation, too, is then the guy called me up like a week and a half later and was like, hey, I just found out that my partner was che cheating on me, my ex, and he was HIV positive, And I found out I was positive and I just wanted to tell you, you should probably go get tested. And, you know, I I don't believe that he just found that out. You know what I'm saying? Like, I think yeah. the way he did it, that he kind of knew that already. Um, and, and thankfully I, you know, you know, it was fine, but, you know, it was really after kind of, after watching a lot, a lot of law and order SVU and them having a lot of complicated cases where, you know, women had been in 
similar situations where they'd been drinking and hadn't given consent, you know, I realized like, oh, that was an assault. But I've kind of always minimized it because I, I know people who have been assaulted and, you know, physically and sexually when they weren't drinking and, you know, it was a very violent situation. And so I always felt like weird comparing what happened to me to an assault, but I have come to understand that obviously if you can't give consent um, or you're not giving consent and somebody has sex with you, that that is an assault. Well, can, can you tell, can you tell me why you use the word assault? Because technically in, you know, that is rape. Yeah. Yeah, it is. Um, so, do, yeah. is, there, is there a reason why you use the word assault rather than the, the rape word? Um, it's, that's a good question. I mean, I, I think, again, and it's probably some fucked up stuff that I need to deal with. I think that, yeah, I mean, it is rape. I mean, yeah, it is. I think, I guess for, there's still this weird part of me and it's, maybe it's me, maybe it's me, but you know, there's a part of me that, again, I know people who have been just not drunk and, and raped violently. And so there's a part of me that's like, well, I don't want to equate what happened to me to that because I don't want to minimize what they've gone through. But maybe it's also because I just don't. Yeah. Rape. Yeah. I, it's probably, there's a part of me that doesn't want to say that I've been, was raped. Um, yeah. Yeah. That's a very good question. I mean, that's a very good, that's a very good question. Um, because there, there is no, there's no difference between what happened to you and what, what happens to somebody who isn't drunk. There was no consent. And that yeah. is, that is what the definition is. It has nothing to do with alcohol, does it? No, no, no. And I, yeah, and it's, yeah, you're absolutely right on that. You're absolutely right on that. Um, so I need to kind of quit equivocating it by trying to compare it to it wasn't this or that because yeah. not giving consent, it is right. Um, yeah. Yeah, I never thought about why I used that word. Um, and I honestly, like, I, I've only talked about it to like two people. So, you know, yeah. when, when you and I connected and we talked about it, I, I think you even saw my trepidation at first. Cause I was like, well, I wasn't, you know, I was kind of almost not justifying it, but blaming myself. I was like, well, I was drunk and there was this and there was that, you know, I was trying to like, yeah. I mean, that, that is a big, uh, a big thing with, uh, Victims and survivors, anyway, we do blame ourselves. But whether you whether you were you know you'd had a drink or not, even if you you weren't roofied, even if you'd just been drunk, the fact that you didn't give consent is not your fault. Yes, and that's why this 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 that's why this is um a scenario 
and when I say the the Ruby thing, I I actually mean it because I because I yeah you know, over now, but I I did drink you know a lot when I used to go out, and there were definitely times that you know I met guys that I went home and you know had sex with, and then I was like, oh, what was I thinking? They don't you know like, but <laughs> yeah. that was that was the one time in my life that that was not the case and um yeah it was a yeah because i think sorry go on i was gonna say and it's something especially in the gay community i think i've certainly known a lot of people who i guess you know they call it they they call it taken advantage of you know when yeah we're too drunk to give consent but you know there are people out there that that do that you know um whether they're straight or gay like i you know i remember i saw this one time some guy had posted an ad on craigslist where he was like looking for people to like go out with him and like pick up some really drunk people on the street after the bar is closed and i was like (laughs) that's really disgusting um so it's it's you know something i don't think a lot of you know, gay men talk about, because I think that's happened to a lot of us. Yeah. Um, and, you know, the idea of consent isn't something that really has been addressed a lot as far as sexual assaults come. I mean, it has with, with, with women and it's gotten more, but, you know, you still see a lot of victim blaming where it's like, well, why did you go to this person's place? Or, you know, you did have a lot to drink, so how do you know? You know what I'm saying? It's like... Yeah, and you sh- you shouldn't have been dressed like that and things like that. Yeah. Because yeah. Um, when you talk about it, I can hear the, the, the pain in your voice. It still really affects you now. Uh, it does because it's it's something that I haven't dealt with. You know what I'm saying? Like, I don't... Yeah. I just, I haven't really, I talked, I've talked about it to a couple of friends um, when it happened. And, you know, their, their reaction was more like, you know, that guy sounds like an ass. It wasn't, you know what I'm saying? This was, this was before I got sober. So this was probably like, this was like 18 years ago. Um, So I think. Did they play it down by doing that then? Yeah. 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 They, they, they did. Um, and it was kind of, um, it was a situation where, you know, the friends that I told were the friends that, that knew that I would go out and drink a lot. So, you know, they never blamed me. They were just like, just like that, that guy sounds like an asshole. And, you know, yeah, I don't think the, the idea of consent and being able to give consent was, was being talked about like it's being talked about today. Um, mm-hmm. So... You know, it's just, it's something that it was a different time. And so, yeah, I think the pain in my voice is because I'm, I'm talking about it publicly, which I haven't done before. Um, yeah. And have only, you know, and again, it's, I'm still processing a lot of it, uh, processing a lot of it because I absolutely know, like, you know, not to quote Law and Order, but if it was Olivia Vincent talking to me, she would say, you didn't give consent that's right. Like, so I know that factually, but in my head, there's still a part of me that's like, you know, there's a part of me that still does blame myself, you know, because I, I 
back in the day, I would drink, you know, go out and drink a lot and yeah, do crazy shit sometimes. But well, people know. go out and drink and do crazy shit and don't do, and you know, nobody deserves that. Yeah, absolutely. And that's um, that's I think that's something that sobriety. Even though I haven't dealt with this particular issue because I. Again, I haven't really talked about it. I mean, I'm I'm glad you reached out and we started a discussion. Um, yeah. And part of being sober is just is just being honest about my life. Um, but it's just that's the that kind of one thing is something that I haven't really addressed because there's a lot of shame when you're when you're an alcoholic too around your drinking and yeah and about that. So I think I just carried that over into this situation as well. Um, because how how long have you been um, sober? Uh, Thirteen years. Well, well done, excellent. Thank you. Yeah, but um, and it, is this the, is is this um, is what happened to you next on your agenda to sort out? Um, it is now that we've talked. <laughs> that no, because it's that's good. It's, good. it's the it's something that you know I, I mean I'm also like you know biracial so I grew up with you know in the south and dealt with a lot of racism and stuff growing up and I kind of learned to compartmentalize stuff and not deal with it you know or just yeah. kind of let go in a way but you can't really let stuff like that go no deep down like you know you may let it go on the surface but but it's still there um You know, and it, yeah, and a lot of, you know, a lot of self-worth is tied up into, you know, again, not trying to live in the past, but that also means you have to deal with stuff. Um, and I think this is actually the one area that I haven't done any step work on as, as a sober person to, to deal with that. Yeah, I think, I think part of getting past things whether it be uh, domestic violence or what you went through, um, I think it's ownership. You need to own what it is that, whatever it is that happened. And I think that's the only way to get your power back. I don't know how you feel about that. No, I, I it's funny because I, there are things like I, I know, I'm sorry, there's a garbage truck that just came pulled up outside mm. my not too loud um i know that intellectually um i think i just have to know it like mentally and like process it and deal with it because i think there's still a lot of um you know there's still shame and insecurity that i carry around about that and issues about like self-worth that I I still have about that Um, and it's two separate issues in my drinking like I've dealt with it I dealt with the you know the wreckage I guess as they call it of my drinking and made amends for for that stuff but this is something I haven't really dove into and given my you know I'm acknowledging it now and I've acknowledged it to myself but I haven't really kind of done the work to kind of forgive myself for it um, what was the was the the 
the self-blame, was that the reason that you didn't go to the police? Um, yeah, yeah, because I did, well, and I honestly, like, I, it, it, the time of that, you know, you know, 18 years ago or 15 years ago, I, it, it, you know, even alcoholism was treated differently. And I don't think that we were having discussions about consent back then. So even when I woke up the next morning and he was trying to have sex with me, I was just like, what are you doing? You know what I'm saying? Like, I didn't, I didn't process that as a, a rape or an assault. Like I process that as like, fuck, I, you know, this guy took advantage when I was drunk, but that's a, that's a different kind of step from thinking it's rape when you're, when it's just happened to you. Yeah. And, you know, I, I definitely didn't want to think of it as, as rape because I've certainly been the type of person that, that always, you know, if I, if somebody had tried to rape me, I would have fought, you know what I, I just, I know like if yeah. I quit drinking, I would have been trying to fight back. And so I think that because that happened when I wasn't able to give consent and, you know, even though I woke up and he was trying to do it again, um, you know, I was like, well, I obviously got to this guy's place and somehow like if I hadn't been drinking, this wouldn't have happened. So this I just, you know, I didn't process it as a, as a rape at the time. Yeah. And how has that affected um, relationships with other people now? Um, it's weird because I, I actually haven't, I guess this will probably speak volumes. I actually haven't, haven't really dated anybody seriously. Um, since that time, um, okay. you know, like I've gone on dates and um, met with people, but it, you know, I just, you know, there's always either something wrong with them or it's not, you know, I, I don't know. Like I always, it's probably affected me in ways that I don't process yet. You know, yeah. it's a, it's a, it's a tough thing. Cause I, you know, and I, I'm just being honest, like, I, 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 I still compare it's like, well, this wasn't like a, you know, I'm, I'm still equivocating what happened to me as if it wasn't a rape. Um, and I need to stop doing that so I can process it and move on. Is this, is this the first time you've, you've kind of acknowledged that and moved outside of the assault? Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Yes. I mean, I, again, I, I was realizing, you know, when I, again, from just seeing stories and hearing stories and, you know, of people who were intoxicated and it's like, well, you still didn't give consent. Like I, I realized that that was a rape, but I, yeah, I've been calling it an assault because I don't know. I think it's because of societal things it's not like i i don't like to i don't want to oh i'm not i don't want to be a victim 
but I am a victim, you know, in this scenario. Like, I can't get out of that. Um, yeah, well, I mean, if, you, if calling it an assault is kind of is distancing yourself from it, really, isn't it? From reality. So yeah. it could it could be a way of saving you pain. So it's a it's a shield, really. Yes, but I'm realizing that I have to I have to not distance myself from it because otherwise I'm not dealing with it. Yeah, um, yeah. And I and I, you know, I I can't pinpoint how it's, you know, like I mean the only, you know, I know after that I didn't take drinks from people I didn't know. I I stopped that. Mm-hmm that was me focusing on the drink and not what happened. Um, yeah. And it's weird because I don't know, I, you know, it's, it's obviously kept me from, you know, it's added to my blows to my self-esteem as far as, you know, how I value myself. I think that that's something that I can pinpoint, you know? Yeah. And I kind of blame that, you know, I kind of blame that on the drinking for, you know, but I realize that that scenario, which is very, you know, obviously something intimate and not, it's not intimate what happened, but it's, it's an intimate violation. Yeah. Um, That certainly has, I'm sure that that's contributed to my, how I value myself. Um, What what do you see as the way forward now? Um, well, I'm, I've, I've got a therapist, so I actually should need to talk to him. I definitely have not brought this up to him. Um, so I, the next time I meet with him, I'm going to talk to him about it and just see I don't know. I don't think no. I don't think he specializes in that. So I'll have to. But I, I'll talk to him about that. And I. Yeah, it's something you know. Like until I have shined a light on it, which I haven't done. Um, yeah, I obviously I, that's something that I need to really deal with and process. Mm-hmm. Um, so I why think, why. Why did you feel um, talking talking to me? Why did you feel now was the right time to speak out about it? Um, I've just been, you know, I've I've always really strived to live my life openly, and one of the things I kind of teach you in AA is if somebody asks you if you'd be willing to do something, you say yes. And I think when I saw your website and, and, you know, I do know a lot of male victims of um, physical abuse um, and sexual abuse um, from the hands of men and women. And it's something that hasn't been talked about until recently a lot publicly, and it's still not talked about a lot publicly. Um, So when I saw what you were doing, you know, it inspired me and then you know, like I said, when, when we first talked, I was kind of saying, well, I, you know, this isn't, you know, I was trying to figure out ways to like mitigate what happened to me, to me, to say that it didn't, I didn't feel like it was 
felt like what you were covering. Um, yeah. And then you said you were, and then I'm like, well, I need to talk about this, you know, and yeah, and address it because I know that I'm not the only person that this happens to. Um, and I also know there's, there's no, you know, smaller sexual, there's no smaller rape and bigger rape, you know, like yeah. rape is rape. Um, and yeah, I just, I'm, I just, I'm trying to live my life honestly. And sometimes I think you meet people, um, for a reason. And, you know, again, I, when we, when we connected with your forum and started talking more, um, I just felt like I should do it, you know, for myself, because I was like, why? And I talked to, I talked to a couple people about it and they were like, well, why are you hesitant? Because if you're hesitant to do it, because you're afraid of what other people will think, then you shouldn't worry about that. You know, you should do what you feel you should do. Yeah. So, um, so yeah, I wanted to come out and speak about it. Well, you're extremely brave to do that. Really brave. And I, I do, I do see the equivocation when when you say about um, there there is no big and or small rape. I see that all the time, where people and people have come forward for this show who've said, um, I don't know whether I'm the right person to talk on the show because my abuse isn't as bad as some other people's abuse well there is no it's not a competition yeah you know there is no like in your words big abuse and small abuse abuse is abuse rape is yeah. rape and i really appreciate everybody who's coming on the show to talk about it and you've been extremely brave to talk about what happened to you well again i I feel better. I was very nervous about doing it, but um, you know, I feel better that I've that I've done it, and um, and yeah, and you know, my name is Jeffrey Reddick. I'm just gonna. I was gonna. I was nervous about giving my name out, but again, this isn't something that I'm ashamed of or need to be ashamed of. Um, it's just a part of my life, and. Um, you know, I need to deal with it. That is awesome, it. my friend. You you have just taken a massive step towards owning this. That that was really huge. What you just did. Well, um, life is too short to let something eat at you and hide something that's true um, and a part of your I'm life. So I'm so proud of what you just did. So proud of you for doing that. That was awesome. Well, again, I hope um, I hope my story at least will help other people who have been in similar situations and at least like you, like you know, just realize like if if you're raped, you know, even if you've been drinking, like it's still rape and it's wrong and it's yes not, you know it's not your fault it's not our fault um but also 
in saying that it's something that has to be dealt with you know like i have to deal with it now <laughs> yeah. that, now oh, yeah. I to, <laughs> yeah i have to actually take the steps of actually processing what happened and dealing with it um so i i actually thank you for you know for doing that for you know for us connecting and you talking to me um yeah, because again, I was, I, you saw how, you know how I was when we first started talking. I was like, well, yeah. I don't think yeah. this is, you know, as bad as, you know, yeah. And I think we all go through that. We do, we all, we all play it down and, um, and blame ourselves. And, you know, it's, it, it's a way, it's a way to deal with it, really. Um, and it's it's productive in the beginning, but in the end, we still have to deal with it. Yeah, yeah. You're shielding. It's shielding yourself by minimizing yeah. it and it off, but then it's still there. Um, and there's a lot of unpacking to do on how it's affected my relationship since then, because I haven't really <laughs> had like serious relationships since then. Um, so I think that probably speaks for itself. Um, yeah. Well, that, that, it, it's so awesome to talk to you about this. You too. You too. It's nice to, it's nice to get it out um, in, a, in a way that I'm, you know, not judging myself and not being judged um yeah going going through abuse myself uh this show would never judge anybody this is why it was created to give somebody a, a, a safe and non-judgmental environment to come on and 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 say what happened just speak their own truth no, it's and it's nice to have a place like that. And again, that's it's a it's a conversation that needs to be to happen. And it's it's wonderful that we're talking about it, you know, with females in the Me Too movement. But it's there, you know, we definitely need to have a space to talk about abuse and assault and rape involving men because it ha it does happen, and because of the just societal stuff, you know, we don't talk about it or we minimize it. Yeah, there is a lot of stigma around uh, male victims. And you, you're right, the conversations need to be had. Well, I think I appreciate you giving, you know, creating a, a space for that to happen. And yeah. No, I actually, I do feel better talking about it. It's just very strange that I, again, I haven't dealt with it or really dug, done a deep dive into the effects it's had on me, and I need to do that. You know, I dealt with all the other areas of my sobriety, but I just, yeah. I well, I... I wish you all the best with that, and I'm always here for you, my friend. 
I appreciate that. And I want to thank thank you for talking to me and thank you for your bravery today. Again, thank you for um, allowing me to, yeah, for, for letting me have a safe space to, to talk about it. Okay, thanks, thanks, my friend. Right. You take have care. A, you too. Take care. Have a wonderful day. Bye-bye. Hello, and thanks for watching. FTD Talk provides a safe and non-judgmental platform from which male victims of abuse can tell their stories. I hope that many more men will come forward to talk on the show. I'm here for you all. Together, we can defeat this. No more silence. Peace. Nothing I could do is ever good enough for you.